Hello, I'm Phoebe. Here is a bedtime story with daughter. Who killed Lynn Siddons? On Monday, the 3rd of April, 1968, 16-year-old Lynn Siddons went missing from her home, a council house in Sinfin, a working-class suburb of Derby, which she shared with her grandmother, Florence. Lynn had gone shopping, but when she had not returned by 10pm, her grandmother called the police. After a perfunctory search, the police told Mrs Siddons that Lynn had run away and took no further action. The Siddons family mounted their own search and even persuaded Derby County to appeal to fans for information at their game against Wolverhampton Wanderers on the Saturday. The next day, Lynn's remains were found by the old Trent and Mersey Canal, about 20 minutes walk away. The girl's body bore 43 knife wounds and she had been unsuccessfully strangled before drowning in a puddle. Mrs Siddons remembered that Lynn had said that she might be visiting 14-year-old Fitzroy Roy Brooks, who lived nearby. Within 48 hours of the discovery of Lynn's body, Roy Brooks was arrested and charged with her murder. In a case in which many statements were made and then retracted, Roy said later that his stepfather, Michael Brooks, had put him up to accepting guilt. He said that Michael was always talking about Jack the Ripper and about stabbing women, and he said his stepfather had told him to get Lynn on her own down by the canal. He had followed him down there, grabbed Lynn from behind, stabbed her, then stuffed her mouth with mud and water to finish her off, and threatened Roy that if he told anyone, he would kill Roy's mother too. After he'd given evidence implicating his stepfather, Roy was discharged and acquitted in November 1978. With the police declining to make any move against Michael Brooks, official inquiries into Lynn Siddons' death ceased. But Lynn's grandmother determined another course by approaching Paul Foote, a columnist at the Daily Mirror. Foote was asked to help find the truth, and to that end, the journalist, after exhaustive questioning, wrote a report for his newspaper asking the simple question, who killed Lynn Siddons? He believed that no one reading the article could believe that anyone other than Michael Brooks had murdered Lynn. The article was published across two pages on the 8th of April 1981 and the journalist awaited a reaction. There was none. No claim for libel and no response from the police. Florence Siddons would not give up. With her two daughters, Cynthia and Gail, Lynn's mother, she determined to prove Michael Brooks had killed her granddaughter. One Sunday afternoon, Dot, Brooks' wife, called on Florence Siddons and told her that her husband was at a caravan in Skegness with a 16-year-old girl. She had had enough of his behaviour and wanted to talk. That week, Mrs Brooks spent four hours with the Siddons' lawyer. She revealed that the couple's sex life was punctuated by her husband's fantasies of stabbing women. She said that one night he had snapped and shouted, if you must know, I did kill Lynn and I fucking enjoyed it. Florence and her daughters began stalking Michael Brooks, staring at him in the street, painting murderer across his front path. When he moved house, they tracked him down and the harassment began again. Florence wrote to politicians and newspapers telling them that Michael Brooks had killed her granddaughter. 
Twice, she persuaded the police to send a file to the Director of Public Prosecutions, but on both occasions, the DPP failed to act. Cynthia saw Brooks and Dot in the street and drove her car at them. She was fined £100 for reckless driving. In 1983, Brooks changed his name to Goodwood and moved to Peterborough. The Siddons women found him in no time and again began their campaign against him. In light of these developments, the police authorised a new inquiry in 1985, but the Director of Public Prosecutions quashed this. Then, in 1989, Jane Dayton, Mrs Siddons' legal advisor, suggested suing Michael Brooks for assault and battery in the civil court. This move was rejected in 1989 by Mr Justice Shyman, but that decision was subsequently overturned on appeal and the case came before Mr Justice Rougier, the son of the romance novelist Georgette Heyer, in 1991. This proved to be a turning point. The judge ruled that the Siddons family were entitled to damages from Brooks because he had murdered Lim. Florence was awarded £27. Michael Brooks had made several conflicting statements. He confessed privately to his wife that he had killed Lim and enjoyed it because she was a slut. When the police questioned him, he denied murder and claimed his wife was motivated by jealousy because he'd left her for another woman. Finally, in 1996, Brooks was tried for murder and found guilty of the crime he'd committed 18 years previously. Thanks to the persistence of Florence Siddons and the campaigning zeal of Paul Foote and the Daily Mirror, justice was finally achieved. This was from the Mammoth Book of More Bizarre Crimes by Robin Adele and Paul Donnelly. Good night. Sleep well.